Hi, everyone. Hope you're doing great. Uh, today, we're going to wrap up the decisions that I asked you to make over four weeks ago. Five transformational decisions that we must make to live a life of freedom. Five transformational decisions we must make to live a life of freedom. Now, when I'm talking about freedom, I'm talking about living a life of freedom like never, ever before. Freedom in loving, living, giving, serving, and freedom in receiving. And so many people, believe it or not, miss that simple aspect. Because if we're going to live a transformational life, as believers especially, it needs to be a life that makes a difference, an eternal difference. Because that's what I believe I'm called to do. And I believe all believers have this mantra, what? We are called to be difference makers for God every day in every way. Now, these five decisions began uh, we're going to discuss number five and wrap it up today. But the other four decisions were uh, take number one, take full responsibility for your for my life. I got to make a decision that I obsess about my growth. I must make a decision that I pursue proximity and invite accountability. Number four, we covered last week. I must master my state. Now today's decision that we must make to live a life of total freedom every day in every way is one that's overlooked the most of all these. And it simply is, I make a decision to do the deep work. I make a decision to do the deep work. And without the deep work decision, you will not experience a transformation that will last for any period of all. You have to make the decision to do the deep work. And sometimes it seems like the diff, the simplest, but it can often be the most difficult because it's something that requires us to be persistent. It requires us to focus on. It requires us to not allow things to be, become mundane, but to keep ourselves interested and growing in whatever area we chose to focus on. So it's that really it's the most neglected of all the five transformational decisions. Now, when we talk about deep work, deep work is a broad category. It encompasses our entire life, our spirit, our soul, our body. It encompasses our destiny, our calling, our vocation, our ministry. It, it encompasses our hobbies, our family, our friends, our relationships. So it encompasses so many things. And what we have to realize is what are the things that are most important for us? Like for me, for instance, number one, it's God. If I have my relationship right with God, then it opens the door for me to be the best husband I could ever be, the best parent I could ever be, and the best leader and uh, you know entrepreneur and, and a ministerial leader that I could ever be. And it constantly challenges me and provokes me to live a transformed life. What is a transformed life? A transformed life is not just you being transformed. A transformed life is when people around me, their lives are transformed for the better and for God. So deep work, what does it do? It, it deals with uh, a lot of questions. And what are those questions? It, these questions are those things that, that have established our limiting beliefs. And what are our limiting beliefs? Our limiting beliefs are beliefs that we've just settled on, you know, this is how I love and how I'm supposed to be loved. You know, this is the income that I think I should make or this is, uh, uh, if I had $1,000 in the bank, I feel comfortable. Or if I had $100,000 in the bank, I'm worried about my finances. You know, decisions that happened throughout time that when we were growing up and the story was kind of set in us, the blueprint, and whenever we do the deep work, it deals with the big decisions that will help you uproot any limiting beliefs like your self-awareness or rewire your identity blueprint or, or so that you can be the best version of yourself and have the greatest results for God 
and for others. And I touched on it right there just to instance because I love this part. And I wanted to jump into it. There's a couple of truths, I believe, that if you get these, that it help kind of bundle this package of deep work up because it can be such a broad category. So one truth is, the first truth I want to share with you today is this, the story of your heart, the story of your heart writes the story of your life. Now get this, the story of my heart, my, my, my purpose, my, my uh, intuition, my knowledge, my soul, all the purpose of my heart does what? Writes the story of my life. So what we want to talk about here in truth number one is heart shapers. Because we have these events and these things that's happening in our life and experiences, memories, good and bad experiences, good and bad memories, and other things that influence the story of our hearts. Now, you did not choose the story of your heart, obviously, because you and I, at least early on, because we were born in a certain home or a certain situation, and our parents have their beliefs and their limiting beliefs and their good beliefs, and they have their positive attributes and their negative attributes like every other human being on planet Earth. And as a parent, I often remind my young adult kids, hey, I didn't get, uh, you know, uh, raising children 101. You had to learn on the job. So, you know, some learn on the job better than others, right? We can say amen to that. So as we think about this, we didn't really choose how the story that's written on our heart began, that blueprint. And what happens is that story in your heart that, oh, you're you're the funny one. You know, you could have two or three siblings. Oh, she's the cute one. And, oh, he's the serious one. And before long, the kids kind of start living out this pattern unknowingly or you know, go into a store when you're seven or eight. Hey, can I have a soda pop or an ice cream? We can't afford that. We, we, we can't. Let's go over here and we'll get something else. What happens? That mindset of that limiting belief of the, the story written on our heart about money and how we approach money and how we approach relationships and everything else. So these significant events that happens really, I mean, really these heart shapers are in two main categories. One is significant events such as trauma, abuse, you know, really... Uh, things that affect you in such a, a, a horrendous way, uh, whether physically and emotionally or just emotionally. The second heart shapers that happen are cumulative influences, things that accumulate over time. One singular event, one moment, uh, something being critical, your parents being critical to you over and over and over. You know, maybe you face being a, a childhood bully, could have been a childhood bully in your own family, uh, kindly bullying you around hearing negative words and negative voices always coming at you. What's that? that? That happens over time. It accumulates over time. So you have these significant events which bit, or it could be a car wreck, the loss of a loved one, you know, a big setback in your health or whatever. And then the second one was the cumulative influences of things that just kind of get reinforced. And then when you're a child, I believe that's why, you know, middle school is so difficult. A lot of times you still have that gawky look or those mannerisms or, you know, the way you eat your food or whatever, then your friends say it, say it about you. Well, that's what mom and dad said, and they're making fun of me. That's just who I am. I'm a sloppy dresser. I'm a poor eater, whatever it is. And and that truth, number one, is so critical for you to understand. If you want to make the, the transformational decision of doing the deep work, realize the why behind it, and then it'll become more, uh, more important to you. It'll be something you'll be focused on. In a, in, with greater tenacity to actually get the results you need. Now, truth number two that I want to share with you is the story, the story of your heart 
uh, can be hindered. The story of your heart can be hindered. So we could have had a great story written on our life from our parents, our siblings, maybe our education, whatever, and we're doing pretty good. But the things that can sidetrack even a good story that's been written on your heart and living a good life is sin, fear, doubt, unbelief, anger, guilt, uh, you know, trying to please people and harming yourself. There's just all kinds of things wanting to always be in control when there's things in life we just can't control. And so that's when we got to realize that our story can be changed for the positive or it can be changed for the negative. And it's up to you and I to make that determination. So whenever we set that story, that story sets your state. And I'll be talking about that. That's your energy in the next segment, uh, a new segment I'm going to begin with you next week. You don't want to miss it. But uh, when we begin to think about well, how do I live with an unhindered heart? You, I, the favorite scripture for me is Hebrews 12, 1, and that is now faith is, now, faith is now, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So now faith, faith is not past tense or future tense. It's now. And what is it? It's known and trusting God. And now faith is the substance. It's the material that manifests the things hoped for. The healing hoped for, you know, the the uh, the wisdom hoped for, the 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 financial breakthrough hoped for, the the restored relationship hoped for, whatever it might be. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence, the proof of things not seen. In other words, God says, "I set my economy up for you to write the story of your heart based on what I said about you, not what history said about you." not what your siblings, your parents, your friends said about you, and not even what you said over and over and over because you and I reinforce things positive and negative in our minds, which affects the story of our heart and manifests, you know, the fruits that we have in our life, whether they're good or bad. So it's really important there. So there's a gap between where our hearts are and where God has designed them to be. And that's one of the things I tell people a lot of times. If we could only see ourselves in one-tenth of the way God sees us, because he called us the head and not the tail, the above and not beneath. He said, I've given you my spirit. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in this world. Uh, he says in the Old Testament, no weapon formed against you can prosper. Man, when we start thinking about that and how we are anointed and called by God, and we can see the unseen and walk in that and begin to do the deep work of the scriptures, the deep work of devotional time with God. It doesn't have to be two hours a day. It could be five, 10, 15 minutes beginning your day and five minutes ending your day. That's what brings true, lasting transformation. And that's what narrows that gap between the story you have and the story you want to have and you want to live. So deep work helps expose the lies that we have been dealing with in our life and find the truth that can, and the truth is all that can make you free. And then as we wrap up, I want to give you a third truth, actually. And that is the story of your heart can be edited. And we talked a little bit about that. I love what Paul said in Philippians uh, 1 6, and this is out of the Passion Translation. He said, I pray with great faith for you because I'm fully convinced that the one who began this gracious work in you will faithfully continue the process of maturing you until the unveiling of the Lord Jesus Christ has come. Now, if we commit to the process of doing the deep work and do our part, then that opens the door for God to do his part. And that's really critical, guys, as we begin to allow Jesus to do this deep work in our life, in our heart. First of all, we got to know what his plan is for us. 
right? 2 Timothy 2.9, he says, whom he saved and called, uh, not with your calling, but with a holy calling, not according to your own works, but according to the grace in Christ Jesus before time began. So before time began, God already had a plan for you. Before time began, he had a plan to save you. And if you're saved, to call. That means to be legally summoned by God. That means he has a plan for your life. When? Before you were ever born, God knew you. Before you were ever born, God designed you to succeed in whatever season or dispensation or time on this planet you were to be born in. And he loves you that much. So I want you to just take time to really spend a little time alone with God. Maybe get a half a day and get away or a day or two and just take a journal and the word and some and listen to some great podcasts, things that open your heart, stir your dreaming, your visioning, and just begin to write out a simple plan, not a complicated plan, so that you can begin to do the deep work in your life. I know you can do it, and the next segment next week is really going to help you to show the fruits, the benefits of doing the deep work. I'll see you then.